welcome to Concentrated Podcast Presents The Imperial Dispatch. I'm Maria, and I am joined by my two co-hosts, Eric. Hello. And Manera. Hi. <laughs> Eric got that long-ass pause. I hope he's going to edit that shit out. Um, anyway. I will not. <laughs> so, uh, those of you that listen to us know that we do some spinoffs uh, from our main podcast, Concentrated, so that we can concentrate, eh, eh, see what I did there, uh, on specific things that we enjoy. And so the Imperial Dispatch will be dedicated to all things Star Wars. Uh, So for our first inaugural episode, we're going to break down the first, well, break down and discuss Maybe more discussed than breakdown, but either way, we're going to cover the first five episodes of the uh, animated series from Disney Plus, The Bad Batch. So for those of you who may be new to us, I thought it would be great to break down our individual relationships with Star Wars. Um, Eric, I think that we will start with you. What's your relationship to Star Wars? Like, what? How big of a fandom is this for you? Um, I mean, I have at least one Star Wars tattoo. Um, and if you listen to our Harry Potter versus Star Wars episode, <laughs> you know that I own more than one lightsaber and <laughs> Star Wars Legos. And if you could see around the room, there's at least a few Star Wars art pieces in here. Um, so I would say I'm at least a casual fan. All right. Okay. Um, that's that's an interesting. It's almost a hot take coming from Eric that he's a casual fan, uh, but we're we're gonna let him just simmer in that. Manira, how about you? I would say I'm a casual fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I um did not fucks with Star Wars. Um, it is a known fact. I the first Star Wars movie that I went and saw in theaters was. Was it The Last Jedi? Which no, one did I go I and see? It was, it was no. Rogue One. No, no, no. Because... Um, you didn't see The Force Awakens? No, The Force The Force Awakens came out before um, Rogue One, did it not? And then Rogue One came out, right? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. so then it was The Force Awakens, and then I saw okay. Rogue One. My favorite being Rogue One. Um, and I watched all of the rest of them. Um, I have not seen the prequels. I have not seen the... Um, the original the ones, the originals. I have not. I'm not. I don't plan on going back. Um, but I enjoy, you know, what has come so far. I love the Mandalorian, um, as everyone knows, and I really enjoyed rolling right into the Bad Batch. So I, I am a casual fan. I don't really have a like favorite. I don't think I'll tattoo it on my body, but I enjoy what I'm seeing so far. So I am a casual fan. Eric. Yeah, well. and. I kind of, I, I, well, I no, do. I, I say casual fan is in, I'm not one of these guys that will scream and shout on the internet about people ruining my Star Wars or ruining my childhood. Oh, no. See, that's not, that's not casual or that's not Mm-mm. fandom. That's toxicity. Yeah. Um, which is funny that you say that, Eric, because that was one of the things I was going to mention uh, just now with Manera giving her intro. Uh, for some, for some of our listeners that may not have gone back, because, you know, we've got a hundred episodes. So they may not know this from very early in our podcast, but part of the reason that Manera feels so strongly is because of how toxic um, and how gatekeepy the Star Wars fandom was in her youth. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was definitely a turnoff. And it like I get it because for for many of us, those types of individuals that call themselves fans, right, mm-hmm. made us very much feel like we were not welcome into the fandom. So I'm just really happy for you, Manira, that at least in this new era of, um, I, I, want, I guess you want to call it almost like a Star, a star Wars rebirth, mm-hmm. um, that it is a little bit more inclusive and that you, you do at least feel welcome to enjoy the new stuff. So I'm happy about that for you. I mean, and as far as I'm concerned, I think my, um, my relationship is a little closer to Eric's. Um, you know, I barely missed seeing the original Star Wars in theaters because I'm old as hell. Mm. But I did, in fact, see um, 
The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi in the original run in the theaters and had all the little toys and action figures and all of that. Uh, and Star Wars has definitely been a huge part of my childhood um, and honestly my adulthood because it's back and, and I love it. Um, and it, it kind of, for me, really launched other things that I love. Um, so, you know, it's no big secret that I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, uh, but I truly love Star Wars almost as much as I love Harry Potter, if not the same. So, yeah. Um, I also, though, like to Eric's point around the casuality of it, like, I don't know the entire history of the Old Republic, and I can't rattle off every Sith pairing that's ever happened and that type of thing, but I know enough to be dangerous, and I fucking love it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, listen, now that we have gotten it... Yeah, well, now that my, we've kind of gotten that out the way, oh, go ahead. My my blind spot in Star Wars would be the um, what they called legends now, which are the um, the period before the Disney purchase, where you know you had people who, besides George Lucas writing novels and comics mm-hmm. and things like that, and then when the Disney purchase came in and they um, basically retconned all of that. So anything mm-hmm. past the end of um, anything past the end of Return of the Jedi got wiped away. So mm-hmm. there are people that are still butthurt about that to this day, even though it's been six, seven years since it happened. Um, those I, I'm not like, I know of the characters like Mara Jade. I know of the original, um, the rest of the Skywalker clan. The only one we get in the the newer ones is Ben Solo, but um, in the novels and things they they had a whole nother series about Luke Skywalker, basically becoming the emperor and stuff like that. And him marrying Mara Jade and the the rest of the Han Solo and and uh, Han Solo and Princess Leia having a bunch of kids, things like that. So there's a lot of history that got kind of wiped away. I'm not 100 percent on that because I, I didn't feel like reading those books. I just feel like it was a lot, and so I'm kind of also okay with the fact that a lot of it has gone away. Not to take anything away from those creators. Well, no, people. Like, the the good thing is the best of those things and the things that aren't directly that don't directly conflict with the new trilogy, you know, force awakens mm-hmm. slash Jedi uh, rise of Skywalker. Um, people like Dave Filoni are bringing in certain characters and putting them in, like bringing them back into the fold in places where they can fit. Like mm-hmm. if you watch star Wars rebels, um, the character of um, what's his name? The, the general um, who, who pops up in the like the last two seasons, he oh. is actually uh, a- Admiral Thrawn. Admiral Thrawn is from the Legends. They brought him in. And they found a good place to put him. And like now we know we'll see him again later, um, probably in the Ahsoka Tano show, mm-hmm. because she mentioned him on one of the episodes of The Mandalorian, the Mandalorian. last season. Mm-hmm. So the, you know, some so pilot. Yeah, <laughs> some uh, some characters wait. are coming oh. in. The one that people yeah. are are aching for now is uh, Mara Jade, who is who was Luke Skywalker's love interest after the return of the Jedi, which we never see. Which is kind of yeah, which... upsetting because she is kind of a, a really awesome character. Um, and I know in the Disney parks, people like eagle eyed, like classic fans have looked in the Disney parks where, um, what is it called? The, the galaxy's edge. There's mm-hmm. like little graffiti things written in that star Wars language that say like Mara Jade exists and things like that. So they're giving people little Easter eggs, even if they don't bring her in officially. She'll come. I mean, listen, the mouse is a machine and the mouse realizes that the more you give us, the more we buy and the more we will consume. I'm yeah, sure we will I, get I feel her like on screen at some point. We have 30 years uh, between mm-hmm. the end of the um, uh, between the end of the Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. So even if they blow past that just a little bit, while we're talking about maybe we get a prequel series about Luke Skywalker, maybe we mm-hmm. get the rumor of Sebastian Stan playing young uh, young Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I don't um, want it. I don't, want, I don't it. want it, but if that's if you're going to bring in Mara Jade, that's the way to do it. It's like have a little thing about her and Luke Skywalker, even if it's just very brief, so that people can be happy Listen, about it. Disney Disney will Bucky not turn has away a whole uh, ass girlfriend, and her name is Sarah. We don't need to muddy the water. Okay, let's just leave that there. Did you know that he's playing to, um, Tommy Lee? Yeah. On with um, the Tommy Lee and Pamela. Yep. On um, it's Hulu, I think. Hulu's doing it. It's either Hulu or Netflix. He looks like Tommy Lee, though. Yeah. I forgot who they have playing Pamela Anderson. Listen, 
I'm confusing her with with Anna Nicole Smith because I know someone else is playing Anna Nicole Smith, Mm -hmm. and it was a really weird casting thing. But she looks like her with all the prosthetics. It doesn't. It doesn't. But I was gonna say, put it, put it in. Can you put it right? Can you put it in the chat? Yeah, you guys can look into that later. Yeah, as I was saying about Mara Jade, Disney's not gonna not gonna give up a chance to make more money, especially when it comes to when they were like, oh, we need female characters, and you had one in the wings the whole time that you could have adapted. They'll they'll bring her back at some point. Definitely. All right. Well, like I stated in the beginning, this episode is going to basically be a recap of sorts. um, And then moving forward, we will, you know, get together weekly and talk about each new episode as we get closer to the end of this. I'm assuming first season because I'm pretty sure we're going to get more of the Bad Batch. I don't think it's going to be a one and done type thing. I, I got some. I got some theories about that. We can get okay. to later. We'll, oh. we'll hold those, well, you, hold we do have a theory section. <laughs> we have. We've got a theory section, so hold on to those for now. Um, excuse me, but since <clears throat> um, this is a recap of sorts of episodes one through five, and in fairness, listeners, it took us one through five episodes to figure out what the hell we wanted to call this breakout. So <laughs> sorry, it's a little late. Uh, but we think. Well, we thought it would be a good idea to brush up on the history. Um, around what's currently happening and who the Bad Batch are, because as Manira um, mentioned, as a newer fan to the series, she wasn't really familiar with them uh, because she didn't watch the Clone Wars. And a lot of people haven't watched the Clone Wars, which is, go watch the Clone Wars, y'all. It's amazing. Um, But if you have- We'll do what we want. We'll do what we want. (laughs) I know, I know. I know the rules, all right? Um, So we thought that it would be a good idea to kind of start there and then maybe work through what we want to see going forward. So let's start from the very beginning because us Star Wars Wars nerds will always talk about Order 66 and just assume that it's a menu item at McDonald's that everybody knows and knows what it is. So Eric, do you want to take us through a little bit? What exactly is Order 66 and why is it such a big deal in the Star Wars universe? Um, Order 66, and I'll mention it if you have seen um, Revenge of the Sith or if you haven't. Um, In Revenge of the Sith, it's that moment where um, after Emperor Palpatine takes takes control of the Republic and uh, declares it a galactic empire, he issues Order 66 to all clones using, uh, you know, broadband uh, broadcast frequency, which is basically in Attack of the Clones... They go to Kamino, which is a planet in the Galactic Empire or the Galactic Republic at that point, and they have clones made of bounty hunter Jango Fett, who is technically the father of Boba Fett, but he's Boba Fett's also a clone. Um, they make these perfect clones. They're programmed. They're grown so that they are the clone army that work for the Republic. Um, little did they know uh, there was a bunch of nefarious shit going on behind the scenes, and the Emperor and people like Grand Moff Tarkin had orders put into all of the clones. So at some point which would be Order 66, they were given the order to, to basically Order 66 is their order to assassinate the Jedi, all the Jedi, because of that, up until that point, the clones worked with the Jedi to gain order of the galaxy from the Separatist army and the, and the, um, the droid army. So when he issued Order 66, they all turned on their Jedi commanders. And it wasn't by choice. They have a, an inhibitor chip in their brains that basically tells them, hey, follow the order. That's what we That's saw what in I'm... episode one. Yeah, right. and it's it's it explains why it was such a you know a switch. It literally was a switch going off. Um, they they make reference to it when uh, Crosshair mentions thing. He keeps using the phrase "good uh, good oh, soldiers follow soldiers. orders," yeah. and that's kind of what they all meant, like earlier in the Clone Wars. And that it's it's a very sad switch. I hated him, by the way. (laughs) I was. Listen, I was in the messages like, um, when one of y'all finishes watching this, can uh, we talk about a certain clone? Can we talk about him? (laughs) Thank you. Um, Yeah, and and the thing about it, too, especially with Order 66, it's when you hear people talk about Star Wars, there are certain things that you will always hear. Jedi, Sith, lightsaber. Wookie, Ewoks, like there are just certain terms, the Kessel Run, there are certain things that, you know, whether you're a huge Star Wars fan or not, you've heard these things before. And Order 66 is damn near at the top of that list because when it happened and and we saw it for the first time, because you have to think, like in the original trilogy, we knew nothing about 
how the Jedi all died or Yeah, they never really explain. They just say that at some point the Galactics took over and the, the Jedi were all killed or went on the exactly. run. Exactly. Right. So we don't we have no notion of this action. And then when it actually happens, to Eric's point, because the the clones did, like they had meaningful relationships with the Jedi that they were assigned to. The Jedi respected them and didn't just look at them as like disposable clones like they Mm -hmm. actually cared about you know the the regiments that were underneath them so when it happened it was damn near traumatic because it's like holy shit how can they just turn like that yeah the the worst of it probably being during the last season of the clone wars when ahsoka tano's squad you know they get activated and it's very sad because she just got the squad um, in the episodes prior to it, it's a four four episode arc. They literally paint their their helmets to look like her skin markings because they mm-hmm. were her squad. And up until that point, um, like people will talk about the Clone Wars as being this big thing about the Clone Wars is Ahsoka's show. It goes mm-hmm. from her being a baby Padawan um, to all the way to at the end of Order sixty six. So she has the best arc of anyone in the series. Mm-hmm. Like she is a fully realized character. And it's one of the things that we love about Dave Filoni is that he gave us this character that no one liked at first, and he somehow turned her into the best character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so it's kind of a big deal. And the show choosing to start, um, I was actually a little bit surprised that they started mm-hmm. at Order 66. Yeah, I was wondering where they were going to start the series because um, where we were introduced to the Bad Batches in the last season of The Clone Wars, um, the, the last season of The Clone Wars... If you don't know the history behind the Clone Wars, it ran from 2008 until about, I think, 2014. And then when the Disney deal went through, it was canceled on Cartoon Network and Disney, you know, the Disney Channel. So years later, after Star Wars Rebels, after Star Wars Resistance, all these other Dave Filoni shows, um, they were like, okay, we're going to give you the opportunity to finish the Clone Wars the way that you want. So Mm -hmm. him and his squad went back in. They finally finished this last season and it's broken down into three, four episode arcs. Uh, The first four episode arcs being the bad batch. And that's where we find out, you know, we meet these characters and they're sent in on a mission to help um, Commander Rex and Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker. Um, So let's talk about that, Eric, because I think. You, you didn't even realize it, but you're just setups on setups here. <laughs> yeah. Who exactly are the Bad Batch? Because, like, obviously we get a little bit, like, I feel like in the intro of their show, they're not really giving us an origin no. story for them. They kind of no. assume that we already know who they are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things, and you talk about setups on setups, um, the Bad Batch itself um, outside of, like, they had kind of their backdoor pilot in those first four episodes of the last season of the Clone Wars. Um, they are brought in, and it's the team of four. It's Wrecker, it's uh, Crosshairs, it's Tech, and it's um, Hunter, Hunter. Uh, who is the leader. Mm-hmm. They're brought in to help when they discover... Uh, one, they're, the clones realize that they are losing battles because people seem to know their strategies. And the only people that would know these strategies are other clones. Um, and up, if you didn't know, the clones aren't given names. They all have a number. So if you are a clone with a name, you're probably important to the story or the Jedi's trust you or some of them name themselves. Like um, one of the clones was named five. That's because his 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 uh, clone number was CT five, 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 five. So they called him fives. Um, Also, a super tragic story. If you want to watch the Clone Wars, go back to that. But they're brought in because uh, for some reason, people are somehow the droids know all of their. Eric, real quick, because I just saw Manera's face. The Clone Wars was not for children. Like, no, it is not. People that. die it was on constantly. Cartoon Network, and it looks like cartoony. It is not for little children. No, so it is emotional and very, violent. It's a it's a fantastic. I mean, yeah. same thing with Rebels. Rebels is not for little children either. Yeah. Like. But I digress, Eric. Please continue. Again, it, there's a reason Dave Filoni went on to do The Mandalorian that everyone knows and loves because the man knows how to write for these characters. He is a walking Star Wars encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, they they find out that someone is leaking their their battle plans, which is which is why they're getting you know they're losing. So the Bad Batch come in to help because they find a mysterious signal going out. They trace the signal down, and it turns out that one of their um, clones 
who was thought dead. This goes back all the way to a season three episode, so two seasons before this. Um, they, they believed he died in an explosion. They found out that he had been captured. He was severely injured, captured, and basically hooked up to a computer, and they were mining him for data. Is that Echo? That's Echo. So the the, the Bad Batch free him, um, and that's why he's missing a hand, and he's yeah. got parts all in his head. He's basically a cyborg. So by the end of their adventure, you know, when he goes back to to the to the clones, they're like, "Hey, um, they're probably not going to put you back in the field if you if you join back with the regs, which is what they call him. Um, the regs are just regular troopers. The clone, mm-hmm. the, the bad batch are enhanced, so they all have a special feature. So Hunter and team go, "Hey, you're different. Why don't you come with us and mm-hmm. be part of the bad batch?" Which is basically that backdoor pilot, like Echo goes and joins them, and now he is he's their family. Because they're basically a big family. So, Eric, along that line, because like you said, they're all enhanced. Mm-hmm. Do we do we know specifically? Because I think they touched on it on Camino in the first episode for a brief second mm-hmm. on the actual Bad Batch show. Mm-hmm. But do we have any real history around exactly why the Kaminoan the Kaminian Kaminoans? Kaminoans, thank you. Why the Kaminoans decided to enhance them were they accidental enhancements were they just kind of like genetic rejects that then like it's basically them deciding like hey we have all of these other troopers we're gonna try to get in good with the republic because at that point they were still working for the republic Mm -hmm. they had their own secret missions like they were told um basically not to like when obi-wan kenobi shows up in uh, attack of the clones to ask about um jango fett and whatnot um, he's attacked by Django, who is there with his new clone, Boba Fett, as a child. Like um, the regular clones are aged up, so they're they're basically put in a lab and aged up to adulthood, so they can go and fight in the war. But he wanted a a natural born clone of a child, so he's raising Boba Fett as a as child, a, as his son, as his yeah, as, yeah, as his own son. Um, but they they that's basically what they do. They do cloning, they do genetic work, so they want to get in good with the. Um, with the empire now. So they have these clones that were kind of mistakes, kind of on purpose. So like they each have a function, like Wrecker is bigger and stronger than a reg. Um, Crosshair has better accuracy. Like if something about his, his visuals, he can see better. He's never misses. Uh, Tech is better. Like he's more intelligent, he's hyper intelligent. Mm -hmm. Hunter has enhanced tracking abilities, things like that. And then they gave them echo who is part cyborg. So he can interact with technology and stuff. And the Kaminoans are the long, the very gentlemen. tall yes. people. Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay. yeah. Camino is the the water planet where, for some odd reason, it's always raining. They look like bronchiosauruses. They yes, do. they look like walking dinosaurs. Yeah, mm-hmm. they do. <laughs> very very elegant ones though, because they move so mm-hmm. elegant and they talk so soft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I'm like, ooh, you guys are dirty though. Like I feel like you guys are dirty though. Well, well, they're they're a little I feel sneaky. Like that goes- because I feel like that goes to the next question that I wanted to kind of address. Like, clearly, you've got Tarkin coming in, and he doesn't like clones. And he's like, I'm about to expose why we don't fucking need clones. Yeah. And then you have the other general coming in like, no, 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 we can still work this out. We can have mm-hmm. them working together, blah, blah, blah. And in the background, the comedians are like, okay, well, what are we going to do here? How do we make this work to our mm-hmm. benefit? Eric, do you feel, or do either one of you feel like there was something more to the quote unquote training exercise that they sent um, um, uh, crosshair out with the with the regular human like soldiers? Like, do you think that there was more to that? Yeah, they were trying to basically. Um, Grand Moff Tarkin, or at that point Admiral Tarkin, yeah, was trying to prove his point that humans could do better, regular humans could do better than standard clones. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to basically see if they would follow orders and murder civilians, as opposed to a clone who would just follow orders without question. Um, and even then, some of the clones had more conscience. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you'd have to put the programming like Order sixty six into their brains, but like you see throughout the Clone Wars, these clones have conscious. They have conscious. And they are, you know, the, as they age, they evolve and they become more human-like. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not robots. Whereas after the Clone Wars and after Order sixty six, you find out later that the the Empire basically goes into child soldiers, um, which is when we get to the Force Awakens, we find out that that people like um, like Finn, Finn. Mm-hmm. Are, is a child soldier. Yeah. 
So when you when you watch things like a, a New Hope and all that that takes place like twenty years or so after um, Return of the Jedi, you find out that they've basically been getting enrollment, and they go into a little bit in the um, in the Bad Batch where you see people like enrolling in the Empire and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Han Solo they're changing is the same over way. their like they're changing over their they're money changing their and tactics. Their stuff like yeah, that. The, yeah, the money and the tactics. Yeah, um, if you watch Solo, you see like he enrolls in the Empire voluntarily. You know, kind of to to get the benefits of getting off planet and things like that. But you, mean you know, kind after, of like how our actual military, in the yeah, United States wasn't going to say that. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then after that, they start they start basically just you know child soldiers. Let's, let's snatch them up, and it's easier that way when you teach yeah. them. Which what you want. I really wonder if um, the new Shira took inspiration from the new Star Wars. Uh, I would hope series? so. I mean, Shira was better they, written, but I mean, yeah. but you see, the, but they because they did the exact same thing, yeah, with the horde, like basically taking children, and and that's not how the horde operated in the original Shira. So no. I have to believe that there was a little bit of an influence. Well, I mean, there. you don't need to see Star Wars for that. It happens in real life. Hell, look at at fucking Oof. yeah, militias in different countries where they steal children yeah. and turn them into child soldiers. Facts. So. Let's move on a little bit kind of in these first couple of, of characters and episodes because we get introduced on in the Bad Batch. I mean, obviously, we know we're going to meet some new characters. Um, you know, Dave Filoni is always good for throwing new faces and creatures and, and planets And bringing some us. back. Mm-hmm. And bringing some back, exactly. Um, but we get introduced early on to a new character named Omega, who is a child in Camino as well, a female child. So this is already different because all of the clones are male. Yep. Uh, and we find out before the end of the first episode that this little girl is also a clone. Mm-hmm. Why the hell did the did did a little girl get cloned on Camino? What is that about? My theory is that she is not just a straight clone of Django Fett like the others. Um one because she is a woman, but that's just some genetic, you know, a couple of genetic Spicing. switches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, not to not to say anything less of you know gender dysphoria and things like that. But um, yeah, genetically, she is a woman, and but also she all has, she has blonde hair, unlike mm-hmm. all of the other uh, regs. Mm-hmm. So I have a theory, and it might be early for theories, but I think that she might be mixed with um, some of the DNA of Obi Wan Kenobi. Because they're trying to make these these mutations that have more strength or more abilities. And what more would you want from a clone than one that also is force sensitive? But why would we they make seen her, her do a anything girl? Though. Uh, the, well, the, no, we've seen her do some things. Get but, her ass in well, fucking trouble. No, but you know minutes. what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> she does be getting getting I, in some scrapes and some I scrapes. I hate this character so far. <laughs> like, I'm sure that there's some redeeming quality about her no, that I have okay. to love. The way that I you see her. Omega now is how we saw uh, Ahsoka Tano in the first season of The Clone Wars. Fair. She was very much the same type of character where she's always getting in trouble, barely ever uses her lightsaber. Like, she's Force-sensitive, but, like, she was cocky and, like, not very good at it. And then you see the character grow and become, you know, one of the favorite characters of fans now. I wouldn't say um, that Omega's cocky. I would say that she's dumb. No, no, no. I mean uh, Ahsoka Tano, yeah. <laughs> no, Omega no, no, is also no, like, younger. I mean, she's, whereas... Yeah, she's just, I don't know anything. Everything is new. Let me touch it. Like, she's yeah. very toddler-esque. Well, yeah, she's never left Camino. She yeah. was born there. She's never seen, she'd never seen the sun before then because she was on a planet that's constantly raining. Yeah. Uh, whereas Ahsoka Tano was about 14 or 15 when we meet her in the Clone Wars. Well, I think that that's, that's the disconnect for me because I feel like when you look at Omega... She should be about nine, ten mm-hmm. years old. Yeah. yeah. But she behaves like a four-year-old. Very much so. Well, again, she's never left Camino. All she knows is the inside of labs. Yeah. So so are we saying that maybe she's neurodiverse as well? Because No, I wouldn't say that. I, she's just she's um new. She's just new. She yeah. doesn't know. She she's gullible. She yeah. she doesn't know. She's not street. Yeah, smart. that's fair. Yeah. Well, she gets on my goddamn nerves and I need I her think to she's grow. supposed she's to. She's yeah. supposed to. And they, they really? do that a lot I in. I feel like they want you to like find her adorable and like worry about her. And I'm like, okay, somebody just like off this kid already. They they do this in Star <laughs> Wars offer. a lot, oh my God. especially <laughs> especially in the shows. You have characters like Ahsoka Tano. You have characters like Ezra Bridger from Rebels. Hell, you have 
baby baby Yoda himself, Grogu, is another one of these characters. Whoa, 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 whoa. The only whoa, difference don't, is don't he doesn't do talk. That. He's adorable. He does murmur a lot. Don't but do that. how he much trouble actually get himself into trouble. Doesn't he? Man, no. He <laughs> was he not out there eating them frog eggs, getting shit into trouble? <laughs> That was one episode, sir, and that was okay because they were that that was that was a thing. They they do it a lot in Star Wars where they put a child character. It kind of breaks up the monotony of like all these badass soldiers. Like if the if the the Bad Batch was just about the five Bad Batch members, like it would be interesting for people like myself, but it wouldn't it wouldn't feel like a kid it. show. Yeah. Oh, do, are, is it supposed to feel like a kid show? Yes. I mean, it's an animated no, show, no, but it's yes. it's not. See, see, this is this is the thing that that Disney has done well let's say star wars because even in the clone wars before disney they were doing this where they take these shows and present them in a way that kids eat them up but they don't actually understand what they're watching yeah uh, yeah you could say that with you know what i mean show. because it's just like pew 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 and lightsabers and they you know because they're children they don't really get the context of everything that is going on so yeah, the Bad Batch is right. very much intended to be a children's show. As a Star Wars itself not. is it's it, it's a it's a child space opera. So like yeah, it can be super deep at times, but at the same time, it's designed to sell sto- uh, designed to sell toys because it's it's Star Wars and it's Disney. I didn't see it as a children's show. Well, no. I mean, I mean talking about child soldiers and eyes. genetic mutations. Yeah, yeah. Right. you came into Star Wars later on, so you know kind of the fucked up things that have happened in Star Wars. Whereas some of us are a little more, you know, naive to Star Wars because we came in it at, well, even then, you know, Uncle Owen and, and you know, they got burned alive. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it yeah, is. We never talked about that. We never talked about how they legit yeah. got, like, Uncle Owen and Aunt Biru got burned alive and Luke was just like, oh, no, I need to go with Obi-Wan, my space karate instructor that I've known for two days. <laughs> so that's a pretty accurate uh, breakdown, though. Yeah. Essentially, it is for children, but it is also designed to appeal to adults. There's a reason they sell lightsabers and, you know, damn near 40-year-old men like me buy them. <laughs> you mean why you have, like, seven? <laughs> yeah. You got to hook them while they're young. Yeah. Star yeah, Wars I mean, is like but, crack. The good stuff. It, it, that's a yes. Yes to everything that you just said. I just, I'm sure she's important. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, because let's, I mean... Look at where we are in the saga. Like, all of a sudden, we're seeing Fennec Shan just pop up. Like, hey, bitch, I'm here, and I'm hunting you. What? Like, I want her to always is... hunt anything and me be right behind her. Like, what are we hunting now? What are we hunting I now? So <laughs> I love but, her. But, like, clearly, Omega is important to this yeah. storyline at some point because Fennec is not hunting the entire Bad Batch. No. She just her. just looking for Omega. Yeah. Why? 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 The common ones want her back. But why? Think it's them. I think it's them, but I also like. I I don't think that they know the full reach of her power yet. We don't know what her power is, but I have a feeling she's force sensitive. She seems to be empathic to things, um, which is like when she was down underneath with the um. Yeah. What was that with the 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 scorpion situation? It was some type of alien. But yeah. Yeah, she seems empathic, which is is a, a thing of uh, of the force, you know, because you're in tune with everything. So, well, I wish I, she'd be in tune with staying where the fuck she's supposed to be, she's like she's told. To. She can't really <sighs> tell that to Luke Skywalker, who was twice her age and still just as gullible and dumb. Fair. Yeah, I'm I'm very very curious to see how this pans out, and I hope they can turn it around for me because I hate her, and I'm I know I'm not supposed to hate her. But I do. And maybe they can give her a little bit more better, like, um, things to say. Because a lot of the things that she says, I'm just like, oh, Omega, shut up. Again, she's she's just a naive naive child. (laughs) Oi, oi, oi. I guess I got myself in trouble again. (laughs) Yeah, bitch, you did. Wait a minute. Stay the fuck on the ship. What was that? I don't know. She sounded like a a Cockney child. Right. (laughs) I can't do. Oi, oi, oi! Where me fish and chips at? I. <laughs> well, that's how she sounds to me. All right? Madam, she is no Taikyo Watiti. Right? I mean, she she clearly is supposed to be. She's supposed to have that New Zealand accent. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I 
guys, it's me, Omega. Oh no, Becca. <laughs> that is pretty. I've got good. my own bedroom. Oh, I fucking hate this her. is the tops. <laughs> I hate her so much. I don't want to hate her. I know I'm not supposed to hate her. Like she's not Jar Jar Binks for crying out loud, but she's not far off for me. Wow, really? Yeah, Jar Jar's worse. Yeah, like listen, when they went to visit their homie and and they were like, yeah, we're gonna leave her with you. I was like, they need to, because that's why like Mama's not fucking around. She gonna put some boots to ass and make this little girl listen. I was that's like, what she needed in her life. She ain't going with that family. While that family is super cute, she's not going with them. I know. I why are we even though. messing around with this family? Get these people on the ship so we can go. So we. They almost and got that family killed. That family is also a holdover from the Clone Wars. They're, they do a lot of callbacks. Mm-hmm. Is that I family mean, dead? That family's not dead, is it? No. Oh. No. no, no, no. In the no, Clone they... Wars, we see them before they settle on that planet, before the Empire takes over. I mean, and did you, they can handle their own. They could, they yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah. That mama, that, you want to talk about a goddamn mama bear, she's like, you are not fucking with any of my babies. It got not, very uh, stressful, these, though. I say, not to mention, in, uh, in that first episode, we got uh, reintroduced to a young Saw Guerrero. Yes, um, we did. Who, if you don't know, who he was also in the um, in Rogue One, played by Forrest mm-hmm. Whitaker. Yeah, uh, he was also in Rebels a bunch. So he was in Rebels a whole lot. Yeah, you see a younger now, version of we, him in the Clone Wars as well. Are we getting the same voice actor for this that um, that did him for Rebels? Do you know? No, uh, surprisingly, in Rebels, Forrest Whitaker actually does the voice. I thought so, and I know very much it is not Forrest Whitaker on No, pe- people, uh, I saw the reaction online, and people were like, wait, that's Saw Guerrero? Why is he young and hot now? And I was like, well, he hasn't been, you know, touched by the by the throes of war yet, you know. I mean, that <laughs> Why is or he maybe, young and hot? <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it's because the guy who is doing the voice, one Andrew Cascino. Is he young is, and hot? <laughs> is kind of hot. <laughs> Get out of his business. Look, I'm all in his business. And apparently he actually did some voice work on the Clone Wars as well. Yeah, as the younger version. In Rebels, it's uh, it's Forrest Whitaker. Because Rebels takes place uh, right before uh, Rogue One. Mm. Um, okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, like all within a year or two. Is this saw is hot and we can be friends. Get out of his business. <laughs> That's that's the consensus of the internet. So they're they're hoping we see more of, of young hot Saw Guerrero and not <laughs> not old Forrest Whitaker. Poor Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> I mean, listen, everybody was excited when we saw him on screen, but also it's like, dude, you old as hell. We're really supposed to believe that you're sitting here doing like this badassery yes. with your old broken ass. Get yes. out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> not Saul. with your old well, broken ass, say, madam. Saw, Saw Guerrero pops up all over the Clone Wars and up until Rogue One, where obviously his character dies. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, he even shows up in the game uh, Jedi Fallen Order. And uh, Force Whitaker does the voice in that, too. Because Fallen Order takes place after Order 66, and it's um, not far before um, before the uh, before Rogue One. Okay. Listen, All get right. out of his Whatever. business. Again, he, he's not I young. Just, he's I not really young freedom digging, fighter Saw Gerrera. I'm, I'm digging hot ass freedom fighter Saw Gerrera. Right? I say at, at this point in Saw Gerrera's life, he's still very idealistic, and he's not like suicide bombing things like he does later on in life. Yeah. Yeah, he he hasn't gotten all angry yet. So, so Eric, looking so uh, clearly we're after Order 66 here, but we are like right after right after like the the first episode literally picks up five minutes into it order 66 is initiated and this is after we meet uh caleb dune who if you are a fan of rebels caleb dune is actually kanan jarris who is the the older jedi we meet in rebels so this is the first Mm -hmm. time we see him and he mentions a bit in in rebels um being there and seeing the clones gun down his master so we actually mm-hmm. get to see that now in uh, The Bad Batch, which that is equally was... sad, but kind of cool because Freddie Prince Jr. comes back and does the voice, mm-hmm. even though it seems a little weird that he's supposed to be like 14 and he sounds like a 40-year-old man. I didn't mind it. I, I 
didn't mind it either, but that was that was hard to watch. Like I feel like they they could have like modulated his voice just a little bit to make him sound a little bit younger. But at the same time, I'm happy with it. Fans people hated it because they were like, "Oh, he sounds so old." It's like, yeah, because it's a callback. We didn't need to recast an actor when the actor is more than willing to come back and play the role. Because Freddie Prince Jr. is a massive Star Wars nerd. I was fine with that, but also fuck y'all that are like complaining about it because you were focused on his voice. Instead of like what tearing the hell yeah. up like I did as he sat there and watched his goddamn master get m- basically murdered, yeah. assassinated. Well, it also explains how he got away, though, because the Bad Batch, you know, um, as we, we probably should roll into, um, they find out that they not all of them are affected by Order 66. They, mm-hmm. they all don't have the inhibitor chip because they are modified. The only mm-hmm. one that seems to have like an inkling of it is Crosshair. He doesn't have an inkling. It's all the well, way there. Well, well it's now, it's active, and then, then yeah, the then the they crank it to eleven. Yeah, and and let's let's because we we kind of we've said Crosshair's name a couple times, and then we've kind of gotten away from it. And you know, the Bad Batch, it's all five of them. Like no matter how you cut it, Crosshair is a member of the Bad Batch. But mm-hmm. as of right now, in the first five episodes, he is ride or die. For the Empire. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me kind of sad because, you know, he it's not what he wants to do. I'm sure, you know, part of him is like, hey, I want to follow the orders. But he even, you know, kind of mumbles a lot. Good good soldiers follow orders. But it's not him saying it. Well, he said it. It's I mean, we said so as much as much as we hate Omega. Omega. (laughs) And when they all got captured, she was like, I know what you're going to do. And I know that you don't want to. And mm-hmm. so she she basically knew what was up yeah and she to your point how did she know that again i'm telling you she knows things that she's not yeah. letting on yeah so yeah. i wouldn't maybe, be surprised if maybe in an episode or two she jedi mind tricks somebody without knowing well how about she jedi mind tricks herself to All stay right. the fuck okay. where hunter tells her All to right. be like i'm just gonna keep okay. going back to that like <laughs> They made you a whole ass bedroom, little girl. She's like, stay where the to. hell you're supposed to be. If she stayed in there, they would have seen her in the last episode. So she had to get out in this one. Mm-hmm. Fair. This is the first time, and it was only the second half of the episode. Yeah. Where her being a little shit was to their benefit. All right. But okay. she also the found the, the battery things in that yeah. episode where they got stranded. So, Ugh. yeah. You guys are not going to make me like this little girl until she does something amazing. Well, we're not we're going not to. This, the show will. It's not us. The show will do it. So do we think, I'm hopeful that they can cut off Crosshair's inhibitor chip somehow and he actually rejoins them, but do we think that's going to happen? And so I guess what I'm doing is is saying, let's get into some theories here because I feel like there's a lot um, that could happen. I mean, I want him back because obviously he's part of the bad batch and i want him to redeem himself in my eyes um but i don't know i don't know (laughs) i don't know yeah no i i feel like if if any of them are to die my theory is that they're all die um because just just from the start of it it gave me a very like dirty dozen vibe i don't know if you've ever seen the dirty dozen they all die at the end um but yeah that i get a, a vibe of that and i know not just because I've seen the future in Rebels where we find out what happened to like Commander Rex and the rest of his squad that they they took the inhibitor chips out. Um, we don't see the Bad Batch in that future. And, I mean, the galaxy is big. They could be somewhere else. But again, um, if they were I don't want to live in a world where Wrecker isn't living. <laughs> I feel I feel like I get a very big um, like Dirty Dozen or like Halo Reach vibe where like they, where all, they all die to save, they all die to save Echo. Yeah. I don't or, tell you right that now. At, at the very they least, I think Crosshair is going to die. Fuck this show. I don't That's like it. that at all. I don't like that. <sighs> See, I was hoping, or I am hoping for like Look, a reconciliation. After, after the end of the Clone Wars, where I legit cried, like yeah. I, no one is safe. People will die in this universe. And but while the clones. The toy thing, though. That stuffed animal. He's so cute. You see how you feel. You see how you feel right now. Dave Filoni is going to wait till you least expect it, and he's going to he's going to rip that out of you. He's going to rip your heart out. 
and you'll love him and hate him for it. I don't want to do this anymore, guys. I don't want to do this podcast. Yeah, I was I was in the mindset of, you know, they'll just go somewhere else and it'll just be a thing. I don't want to I don't want to do this if they die. I don't want to do this. We're going to somebody is going to die because it is a Star Wars cartoon. It can't be Echo. He's got such a bad life. <laughs> yeah, Echo's had it the worst, honestly. He is literally a cyborg at this point. Maybe Hunter. I'll be okay if Hunter dies. I feel, nice. I feel like crosshairs will die. I, I crosshairs okay or tech. He... Not tech. <laughs> Manera is not here for this. Not tech. Somebody's going to die, if not all of them. That's just my, my theory. And again, I might just be jaded from the end of Clone Wars, where literally Maybe everyone dies. Maybe this is dies. a kinder, gentler... Hunter can die. I will be okay if Hunter dies and if Crosshairs dies trying to save all of them. I will not be okay if Echo dies, if Tech dies, fucking Wrecker dies. I can see Crosshairs dying, like them fixing him and then him dying to save them. I could see that happening. Mm -hmm. But again, I I get that vibe. And like Halo Reach is my favorite Halo game. And they all die for the exception of one. Spoilers. Um, They all die to to save, to get the message out. Kind of like the end of Rogue One. I can't have another Rogue One moment Me either. Though. Like, R.I.P. Okay. Noble Team. Or, or if you're gonna do it, if they if they are gonna kill them all off, then I need it to be like they did in Rogue One, where they ripped our heart out and then gave us that badass montage of fucking Darth yeah. Vader again getting on Princess Leia's ship. Watch, then I'd be okay. Watch the like, watch the last season of the Clone Wars, like the four no, episode. I've seen it. I know. Yeah, like when Ahsoka Tano, her her squad turns against her and she she tries her hardest to make sure that no one gets hurt. Like she doesn't like she doesn't shoot their 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 bullets back at them to kill him. She tells Rex to set his guns to stun because she doesn't want to hurt anyone. And then they all die anyway. Look at Venera's face. Yeah. I'm <laughs> getting emotional a, just thinking about it. I watched it again a couple weeks fandom. ago. And it's yeah. it's amazing. But it is heartbreaking. I'm just thinking about Rex with this little stuffed animal. Oh, mm-hmm. Rex, yeah. yeah. Well, listen, we still have, what, at least another five episodes, I think? You I th- guys do. I'm not doing this anymore. You, no, 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 no. You signed on. You can't back out now. Um, I don't know how many episodes. I know normally when they did uh, the Clone Wars, it was, I think, 13 episodes per season. So I don't know if they're doing it's 10 It's supposed to be or... 16. No, no, no. I okay. just looked it up. It's going to be 16 episodes. So listen, like... Okay, so we got a while. Yeah, we're only like a third of the way in. So this is just to Eric's point us being kind of jaded from what they did in the Clone Wars and Rogue One mm-hmm. and in Rebels too because there was a lot of death in Rebels as yeah, well that when, was hella when died I was like oh you motherfuckers that was hard so so we know what they can do but but now that he said it it kind of feels right well here's the thing I could be completely wrong because while a lot of characters in Rebels died. We did find out out later that people like Commander uh, Captain Rex went on to fight in the Battle of Endor in right. Return of the Jedi. Right. So did um, so did uh, Sendula, um, and a bunch of people. And then they had a like she had a kid with Kanan that Kanan died and never got to meet. But like, uh, and even Ahsoka Tano still lives. We know this. We've mm-hmm. seen the Mandalorian. So mm-hmm. some of these characters could still be around. I would love to see the Bad Batch in live action just to see who, like, if they get back, what's his name to who plays Boba Fett to, like, kind of, well, no, he'd be the same age now. Like, get him back to play some of them or at that least, like, amazing. some of the surviving ones. Oh. Oh, my God. What if we get some of them in the book of Boba Fett? That would be kind of cool because the, he is one of the last surviving clones. Mm-hmm. Come on. Come now. on, Manira. Chin up. <laughs> No, All right. My my chin's down. Thank you very much. <laughs> we, we basically just ruined this for. All right. Well, listen, guys, with that, that's kind of our talk around the first five episodes. You know, as we just said, there's going to be 16 episodes of this show. So you can join us. Oh, weekly. We we didn't uh, bring up Fennec Shan. Like we brought her up. but oh, like She yeah, is a, a, yeah, yeah. a holdover from the Mandalorian. So this is pre Mandalorian. This is still when mm-hmm. she's in her early 20s. So and it makes sense because um What's her name? Uh, Ming-Na plays the voice mm-hmm. 
and uh, if you see her in the first season of the Mandalorian in the episode with the gunslinger, um, she's assumed dead. In the second season, we find out that Boba Fett saves her life, and now she basically owes him a debt, and they're just cruising around the galaxy being galactic badasses. And she's badasses. being awesome. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> she'll, she'll also be back in the book of Boba Fett. The only Disney hat trick uh, person yep. to this day. So Move on, is, motherfucker. She is double. <laughs> like, she has gone from animated to live action mm-hmm. in both... Um, she went animated to live action in Mulan. Mm-hmm. Then she went live action to animated in Star Wars. And then she is also in the MCU as the cavalry. Mm-hmm. Everyone's Correct. favorite. Yeah. Correct. So she's she's yeah, she's a triple threat Disney. Yeah, in the it's, Disney it's universe. The Disney, so Eric, yeah. do you know what a hat trick is? Yeah, it's a sports <laughs> thing, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so what a hat trick is in, in hockey and in soccer, it's anytime somebody scores, I believe it's that they score three goals. In one game, right? And so in this case, right, it's a hat trick because she is a Disney princess, Mm -hmm. technically. She is. She is in the Star Wars universe Mm -hmm. and she is in the Marvel universe. Mm -hmm. So she is the only person ever that has done all three. And she's amazing. I think Mm -hmm. there's one more. I can't remember who, but I believe there is another person who has done all three. Is it Coulson? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fun fact. He was in the background of the live action Beauty and the Beast. That makes sense. <laughs> I got to look it up because somebody, somebody brought it up to me the other day when I mentioned her, but I think there is another person that is. Yeah, has done find out who the other one is because I can't think of anybody else. And she's just yeah. a general badass. So yeah. there's that. But, but yeah, so to that point, Eric, with her, them bringing her in now in the younger version gives us a bit of a time frame in thinking of where this is next to The Mandalorian, because obviously we know The Mandalorian happened after all of these things and during still like the rebellion or whatever, but we don't have an actual time frame. We don't know if it was a year after Order 66, 10 years after Order 66, like it's not super clear. And I think that them putting Fennec in the in the Bad Batch, as well as us seeing a very grown Ahsoka Tana in The Mandalorian, like those two things are starting to give us kind of like that time frame. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we know the, uh, the, the Bad Batch takes place, you know, right after Order 66. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is still like... <laughs> It's more interesting to me, not just the Bad Batch themselves as characters, but it's interesting to see how the Empire got out to like the Outer Rims, how like the thing that Manero was mentioning about them changing over the currency. Like that mm-hmm. is something that like a dictator does. Yeah. That's yep. really cool. Not mm-hmm. cool in like dictators, but like cool that <laughs> cool they're showing that detail. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, ooh, totalitarianism. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you do it right, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Well, with that, guys, we're going to wrap for this week. This was kind of like our high level. Let's talk about, let's rush through these first five episodes because we couldn't think of a name for this damn show. Uh, but now that we've got a name, you can join us next week and every week through the end of this show um, to talk about the episodes as they happen. And the Imperial Dispatch, similar to Heralds of the MCU, will continue with every new show. So if you listen to our main podcast, Concentrated, in the past, we did some of the Mandalorian recaps there. That will now move to the Imperial Dispatch. So when that picks back up, every single week we'll be talking about them. So. I'm excited. No, no, Manir, come on. Yes, there's going to be some death and you're going to be sad, but it's going to be amazing. Come on. Cheer up, yeah. Buttercup. No. No, I'm sad, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad. You, but you like being in your feelings. It'll be fine. I do, but not unex. Like, I, I wasn't expecting it here. I was like, yay, let's go around the globe with Omega and everyone. <laughs> Yep, we got your ass in this cartoon. Yeah, now I'm like, now I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Tech is getting a little too close to the edge. What are we doing? (laughs) Get him Um, back over here. Yeah, listen, and also just one one last thing before we wrap, because I know I keep saying we're going to wrap, but there's just so much here. Them um, bringing in, what was was the baby's name that they had to save uh, for Sid? That was a oh. baby fucking rancor. Yeah, was it was it a matcha? baby. Oh, oh um, no, it was like Moochie or Mookie Moochie. or something like that. It was Moochie. Moochie. Uh, can I can I be a downer on that right now? Yeah. No. 
Okay. Uh, Manira might not get this reference because she hasn't seen Return of the Jedi. Uh, but if they save that baby Rancor, yeah. and then no, sent them, sent sent it to um, sent it to Jabba the Hut. That is the Rancor that Luke Skywalker kills in yes, Return of the Jedi with the, with the thing. Yeah. As soon as as soon as Homie showed up and was like, you know, Jabba once. Yeah, Jabba's right hand man. Yeah, I was Jabba like, oh, that's that's the that's the Rancor that Luke Skywalker kills. I was like, man, they did all this to save this this cute little baby Rancor, only for it to get murked with a door later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it grows up, doesn't it? Does it? Not? It does grow up. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's, a good, like, there's a good twenty plus years. Yeah, and then Luke Skywalker murders it brutally. It's fine. It lives its life. Yeah, <laughs> it lives its life getting fed by uh, by eating people that Jabba drops in that little hole in his palace. Mm-hmm. That one Wait, guy was little... super excited to see him. He was like, yeah. "Oh my god, Mochi. he's the, he's the one that Boba Fett <laughs> that Boba smokes." Fett smokes I was yeah. like, "Good, that guy's always been a fucking creep." <laughs> Yeah, but did you see how big he got? He was gross. Mm-hmm. He is. He speaks hut. He is hut 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 is what they speak. So it, it only makes sense that you know, Jabba. They never go back. Like during the Clone Wars, they save Jabba's son. So like we don't see what happened to him. I'm assuming he gets brutally murdered as well. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, because I have to think at this point, if we fast forward through um, the Last Jedi. I gotta think there probably aren't that many huts left because no. people kept killing them. <laughs> yep, they're not very uh, very mobile or agile people. They are not. They are not. All right, guys. Well, listen, we're done nerding out this week, uh, or you bringing you down, <laughs> or, or bringing you down if you're Manira. Uh, but we will be back next week with more nerddom and probably more sadness because it is Star Wars. Um, and so definitely look forward to that. We're still doing, I say this every time, but we're still doing everything else, guys. So Throwing Bows, you can find it out there on YouTube, uh, doing MMA. Cup and Saucer, you know, fi- you can find it on your podcast list. It's already there. Eric posted the episodes. He did. Um, yep. So make sure that you check that out. Um, and then, of course, Concentrated is still Concentrated. And we're uh, actually breaking into some DC stuff this week with the premiere of Sweet Tooth that we're really excited to get into. So definitely make sure Loki's you check getting all ready to come back. Yeah, yeah. I know. I cannot wait. Next yeah, week. Heroes yeah. The, Heroes of the MCU is back next week with Loki. I got a Whoa. little something. I got a little something special planned for you two. Not Ooh. for anybody else, but you two. Ooh, I like it. I like it. I'm so excited. What a time to be alive. I know. Um, so guys, so yeah, so that's it. Check us out. We're here to entertain you. All the way around, you can find us everywhere. I know that y'all out here trying to run these streets now that the that some of y'all think the pandemic is over. If you're vaccinated, uh, well, I mean that's when you should be running <laughs> the streets. Please, we, right. we know some folks aren't, but either way, whether you're vaccinated or not, your car radio can't get uh, COVID. So go ahead and put on the podcast and listen to it as you drive around. Done and done. I mean, you know, if you die, you die. That's on you. Because that you is on you. I mean, right? That is not well, on us. If, you're, if you're if you're back to a normal commute and you need something to get you through traffic, because traffic's back. I didn't know if you knew this, but we're there. We we're are here there. for you in the car. <laughs> we are definitely. So listen, if you've got any questions or feedback about or Star um, Wars theories or theories, yes, come on, y'all, give us some good theories. If you've got any of that. You can send it to our regular email address, which is just concentratedpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you get those in by Wednesday morning, guys, because we record this on Wednesdays. So if you want to make sure that we see your feedback and we get it on the show, we got to have it Wednesday morning. Um, You can also drop us a message on our Facebook page, which is Concentrated Podcast, or you can send us a message on Instagram, also follow us on Instagram where we'll do episode. What I love it. It's an episode. I love it. Episode drops. Um, updates. I don't know what's up we're with you, dog. Do, <laughs> guys, listen, hunger, hunger's up with me. Um, we're also doing some polling and things like that on Instagram, so you can catch us on there. Our handle is Concentrated Pod. Um, and then lastly, you can always leave us a voicemail. The number is still 301 531 4393. Again, that's 301. Five three one four three nine. You can leave us a voicemail with your best terrible Omega impression. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Hi guys, it's me, us. Omega. Please Hi leave guys. us voicemails with your <laughs> shitty Omega impression. I might call and leave a voicemail. Leave like what's wrong, Hunter? Right. Hey, Echo. Echo. Right. Oh god. All right, guys. We'll join you in this galaxy far, far away next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Peace.